You're listening to Canada's Court, your home for all your Canadian basketball needs. Here's your host, Philip Drost. Well, it was truly a march full of madness for Dwayne Notice. His seven-seeded South Carolina Gamecocks weren't expected to make it too far in the NCAA tournament. They certainly weren't expected to make it to the Final Four. But that didn't stop them from pulling off upset after upset, including a second-round win against one of the favorites, the Duke Blue Devils. Talk about a bracket buster. Dwayne Notice of Toronto just finished his fourth year with the team. He joins me on the line. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. I appreciate that. First of all, uh, there was a lot of uh, basketball over the the past few weekends, although last weekend you finally had a weekend off. How did that feel? Uh, man, it feels weird just not having practice, not having weights, not going to the film session and things like that. You just got to get up on your own and, and kind of get shots up. It's like you have a whole bunch of free time. You don't know what to do with yourself. Did you do anything fun with your free time? Uh, Not really. Caught up on some shows that I missed throughout the season is pretty much it. That seems pretty fair. Uh, So this is a question I've been asking a a few players, and I'm curious about you. Do you make a bracket when you're playing in the tournament? (laughs) Uh, I I have um, the past two years, but usually I don't just off the strength of not really keeping up with college basketball unless I have uh, Canadian friends in it. All right, that's fair. So your team was one of the uh, the biggest upsets of the tournament this year. If I had told you at the beginning of the tournament that you would uh, be playing in the final weekend in the final four at, to go to the championship game, what would you have said to me? I would have looked at you and said you were crazy. Um, probably <laughs> wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> Why is that? Um, just, I don't know. Uh, you know, we never really had, you know, aspirations or dreams of, of making it that far. Um, we were just happy that we were able to make the tournament. Our goal at the time uh, was to win an uh, SEC championship, and, you know, we lost our first game. So our next goal was to hopefully, you know, make the tournament, and we were just happy and content with making the tournament. But once we saw, you know, who we had to play and how we were playing in Greenville, um, which kind of gave us a kind of a home court feel, we kind of realized that, you know, we don't have to be complacent and just be satisfied with just, you know, being here. Let's try and win. And once we started winning, momentum started picking up and everybody got motivated and we, we realized that we could actually do it. Tell me about the weekend leading up to the tournament. Of course, you want to focus on your first opponent, but also was it in the back of your mind that if you win that first round, you could be playing Duke in the next one? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, we saw the bracket. We realized that, you know, it was Duke first choice. Um right after us and you know what we done all year is we focused on you know the game at hand the task at hand and we just wanted to embrace the moment and we didn't want to look too far ahead or look in the past so we just enjoyed the fact that we got opportunity to play Marquette which is also another great and talented school and once we you know were able to beat them and found out that Duke won then we were able to kind of focus on them and it was a dream come true as a competitor to play a school like Duke just a great big powerhouse type of school and historical school when it comes to college basketball. I know what it was like to watch that game, but tell me what it was like to play in that one versus Duke. Yeah, it was hard to explain. Um, just the fans were unbelievable. Um, the atmosphere was loud. Um, it was electric. Couldn't even hear uh, Coach Frank call any plays. Couldn't even hear the referee blow the whistle. And, um, you know, we weren't starstruck. We realized that it's a game of basketball and we're, we're competitors, so 
even though we're playing, you know, Coach K and the you know the Do Blue Devils, we still wanted to come out there and play the best basketball we could play. And um, it was a game of runs, and it was a game that you know allowed us to kind of showcase what we've been doing all year when it comes to our defense and um, on the main stage. What did Coach Frank Martin tell you in the in the locker room beforehand on that one? Um, before that game, he just told us to take it, you know, one play, one position at a time, um, not to get uh, too flustered or too juiced up because of the atmosphere and about the opportunity. He knew how great of an opportunity it was, but we wanted to make sure we came out with poise. And um, I think we came out and, and you know, we're all all jittery and we, we weren't we weren't really relaxed, and that's why, you know, we shot the ball so poorly in the first half. But during halftime, he told us, you know, we're down by seven. And, uh, you know, we shot, I think it was like seven for 30-something. And he was like, there's no way we're going to shoot that poorly again in the second half. We continue to play defense like how we're playing, and you guys calm down and started making shots you usually make. Um, you know, I like our chances. I like our favor. And uh, with that, he just kind of gave us more confidence to come out there and play uh, more relaxed and like ourselves. Obviously, every team has to believe that you can beat a team like that, beat Duke, but doing it is a whole whole nother thing. What was it like when the buzzer sounded and you guys had won? Oh, it was cool. It was cool. To, I remember, uh, I think, Sundarius threw the basketball in the air, and we were just all running towards the fans, and, you know, um, everybody just wanted to grab and hug everybody, and uh, it was an amazing feeling, man. It was surreal. Um, it kind of didn't even set in. Personally, I felt like I was just celebrating just because my teammates were. I didn't even realize how much of a, you know, an upset it was and how much of a feeling it would bring until, you know, we, we ended up going to uh, the Sweet 16 and um, just all the media coverage and everything like that kind of made it into a big deal. But to me, it was just another basketball game. So you have beaten Duke, and then Villanova also lost to Wisconsin. At that point, did it kind of feel like, hey, wait a second, we could do this. We can go to the Final Four. Yeah, um, but like I said, I think that started prior to that. I think that started when we when we beat Marquette. You know, because we we hold Marquette to a high standard, and we felt like you know for us to beat them by twenty points, and it was a very great shooting team. Um, we felt like you know if we were able to get Duke, then then why not continue to play on? Why not? Why not us? That was our motto throughout the tournament. And um, I think it kind of elevated our games once we were able to kind of get past those two, those two powerhouses. And then beating Florida and actually making it to the Final Four, what was that like? Uh, it was amazing. I don't know if, if guys wanted to play Florida again and see them again because we saw them twice um, through conference play. But, you know, Wisconsin lost on a buzzer beater, and we were all in the hotel after our game against Baylor Washington that. And once we found out we had to play Florida, um, you know, guys got hungry. And, you know, we lost to them at their place um, a month or so before that. And, you know, we beat them at the beginning of the, the conference play. Um, so we, we split games, and we wanted to kind of get revenge and also, you know, use this opportunity um, to kind of, you know, get to the Final Four. So once we knew we had to do, we made sure we locked in. Um, that night we watched film. Um, it was late, really late at night, and the next day we were all excited about the opportunity to get better. What was it like that week heading into the Final Four? Were you nervous at all? Uh, I don't think we were nervous, uh, but we definitely weren't um, ready for the amount of attention that we were getting on a national scale. It was it was amazing. It was tremendous. Just the amount of people that were communicating with us throughout our social media and people who were coming to our school to speak to us and on the amount of TV coverage we were getting um, on ESPN and stuff like that and different outlets. And 
just me being from Canada, seeing all the support I was getting from all my friends and family and, you know, the sports uh, casters down there. I think that kind of added to, you know, the anxiousness and anxiety of wanting to play. And once we got there and, you know, saw how the hotels and everything was set up and saw how big of an event it was, I think everybody kind of was like, wow, like, this is amazing. Now, you, you talked about the support from Canada, and you kind of have a different situation where some players, they might have their, their hometown cheering for them. Does it really feel like you have a whole country at your back? Yeah, it does. It does. I always tease my teammates about that, how, you know, wherever they're from, respectively, they just have that state or city or whoever to cheer for them. But for me, it's like I have a whole country um, that that I kind of, you know, have support from. Um, so I always feel that. I've felt that ever since. Um, I've been playing, you know, basketball in high school and, and playing for the national team team in Canada. I felt that support, and for it to carry over to me um, at the University of South Carolina has been amazing to see everybody, the growth of support um, all over Canada, not just in Toronto or, or in Ontario. What does it make you feel when you see that support? Uh, it makes me feel like, you know, all the hard work and stuff and all the struggles that that I went through, it doesn't go unnoticed, and... um you know, it's a rewarding feeling that people can kind of appreciate um, the way I play, uh, especially back home where, you know, basketball is not really uh, televised, um, you know, as much as other sports and stuff. And it's, it's beginning to become more popular and, and it's beginning to, to be the standard down there. But, you know, just, just playing basketball and um, in a time where it wasn't really prominent and now, you know, everybody's kind of talking about it, no matter if it's me or other Canadians that are playing down here in the States. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a feeling you can't describe. And there was actually on three of the four teams playing in the final four, you had Canadians, so that's pretty neat. Yeah, it was real cool, especially because, you know, basketball is a tight-knit, tight-knit family up there in Canada, so if you play basketball and, you know, you're good, nine times out of ten, you know who it is because either you played against them throughout the duration of your career or you played with them. So, you know, those guys, I knew who they all were, except for the one, the player on Gonzaga. I didn't know, I wasn't too familiar with him, but um, both Dylan Ennis and Dylan Brooks, I, I've grown up with and grown up playing against and training with. So it was a cool experience to see them at the Final Four as well. Now tell me about those games in the Final Four. I've heard it's a little weird shooting in a dome. What was that like for you? Yeah, it was hard. Um, <laughs> luckily for me, I actually made some shots there, but um, it was it was a... It was a process, man, just going there. You know, we had a shoot-around and uh, just seeing, <laughs> trying to conceptualize the fact that they put a basketball court in a, in a football stadium uh, was was hard to process. But once you got there and started getting some shots up, you're able to kind of get used to it. But, you know, like you said, the depth perception uh, was something that, that messed with everybody's minds when they're shooting free throws or shooting balls from a certain angle. Um, you have to make sure you're really locked in and focused because if not, you'll kind of lose sight and perspective of, of the net and, and the rim and the backboard and things like that. So once the game was being played and all the fans were there, it was kind of difficult um, to kind of get your bearings. But once that first shot goes down, then you relax and you, and you focus in. Now, it wasn't the result you wanted against Gonzaga, but it was close. Take me to the locker room after that game. What was that like? It was sad, man. Everybody, you know, was kind of crying um, uh, for the simple fact that, you know, Sundarius, Justin, and I, us seniors, were done playing basketball. And um, the fact that, you know, we made history, but we had an opportunity to continue to make history, and, and it was over now. And the fact that, you know, it was a hard game and a close game, and it was just so close that we almost won. 
um, it hurt. But, you know, Frank and, and the other coaches did a good job of picking our heads up and making sure that we realized what we did and how much we accomplished. And um, let everybody know that there was nothing to be ashamed. We were not, like what we did, that loss, it, it had nothing for us to be ashamed about. Um, we made it further than everybody expected. We've been an underdog all year. And um, once he kind of spoke to us and told us how much he appreciated us and, and you know, all the things he said in the locker room that day, it cheered everybody up and everybody was able to kind of um, get back to being more appreciative for the fact that we were there. Was there anything he said specifically that really stuck with you? Um, Not really. Um, every day he's a guy that kind of speaks to us with um, great wisdom. He's always able to kind of give us advice on, you know, life, not just basketball. And that day wasn't it wasn't any different. Um, after the game, he um, just explained it to us about continuing to be the same, you know, person we people we have been um, throughout the year and just persevering, getting through adversity, and um, you know, as a man, just you know, getting better um, every day in life and um, cherishing the moment and you know, continuing to work hard and whatever path of life, uh, walk of life we choose to walk on. And Final Four is uh, quite a way to end your uh, your career there. Yeah, it was. Um, like you said, I couldn't have scripted it any better. As a senior, we never we never thought about making the Final Four, competing for a national championship. Um, you know, last summer, Sundarius and Justin and I we were just talking about hopefully, you know, making the tournament. And it went from making the tournament to, to making a run. And, you know, four or five years ago, we didn't have – we didn't promise. We weren't promised that we get to this point. Uh, we were offer, offered an opportunity to come to the school, and if we believed in Frank, and you know, he said if we, if 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 we believed in him, and he continued to believe in us, that you know, he helped us become better basketball players and and better men, and we've grown every day and every year. And you know, as seniors, um, we done. We always we always kind of had in mind and signed up for, and that was to kind of rebuild or help rebuild the program uh, when it comes to basketball at the University of South Carolina. And, you know, hopefully leave it in good hands and, and have it plateauing in the right direction. So there was a lot of big moments in that tournament for you. Do you have a favorite? Uh, do you mean personally or you just mean overall? Personally. Uh, I mean, personally, it was just cool to have my family down there. Um, you know, my sisters, um, I think that was like their first time seeing me play basketball in, in person, maybe their second time. and. Just have my mom there, and my dad there, and my stepdad, and my stepmom, and everybody there. My brother was gonna make it, and um, just being able to play in front of my family and friends, that personally was a great feeling. And then I just remember losing um, to Gonzaga, then walking back towards the locker room, and I saw Dylan Ennis, and we embraced and stuff because they're about to play North Carolina, and he just told me how proud he was. He's kind of like a mentor, a big brother that I worked out with ever since I was younger, played against and stuff, and um, it was kind of a surreal moment for me because it was like even though I lost, it was like you know, you have an opportunity to continue doing something that me and you have been doing all tournament, um, you know, and to do something special for Canada. So that kind of will stick with me for a long time because, you know, he kind of said some, you know, kind words after that. And um, it allowed me to kind of, um, instead of being sad, be happy at how far I came. So you're graduating this year. What's next? Um, you know, I have dreams of playing professionally. And so I'm doing everything I can to, you know, make sure that I can obtain that goal. Um, just working out now and stuff, and um, like I said, just continuing to to hopefully play basketball. And um, like you just said, you know, being able to graduate is going to be an amazing experience for me. Another 
another feat, another accomplishment that, you know, I was making myself and also my my family proud. Well, Dwayne, you're uh, also making Canada proud. Thank you very much for coming on. I'll just let you know you did break my uh, brother's heart. He's a big Duke fan, and he had them going uh, all the way. So he wasn't too happy with you, but uh, I'm sure he'll get over it someday. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Apparently you broke everybody's brackets um, <laughs> continually, so it was, it was a cool feeling to kind of be a bracket buster. Good thing you didn't make one. You might have busted your own bracket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dwayne. Well, uh, thank you very much for coming on. All right, thank you. appreciate that. All right, bye. All right, bye. That was Dwayne Notice. He just finished his fourth and final year with the South Carolina Gamecocks. He finished it off with an unexpected trip to the Final Four in this year's NCAA tournament. So any thoughts on what you just heard, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me an email at canadascourtpodcast at gmail.com. And please share this podcast around and don't forget to leave a review unless you hated it. Then maybe just vent to one of your friends who doesn't like basketball anyway, so they weren't going to listen anyway. That's what you can do. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook. It's simple. You just search Canada's Court. Hit the like button and you'll get all sorts of updates about what's happening next and future episodes. That's all for this episode of Canada's Court. Thanks for listening.